What's going on guys? It is Monday, April 11th, and welcome to the audio version of Three Ideas on Sunday. Let's get right into it. Uh, so this first idea that we have for this week is the business idea of the week, and that is a blog writing subscription service. Um, so, so something that's super interesting is 93% of online sessions start with search. Uh, so you probably see this every time you log on to Safari or Google Chrome. Um, the Google search bar pops up. A lot of the times you won't even have to remember you know, what website you're trying to, to type in. Let's say you just type in a, some form of letters that look like YouTube. The first result pops up saying youtube.com and then you click on it. So that's basically the magic of search engine optimization or SEO for short. Um, so SEO is basically the process of improving your website so it ranks higher on search engines like Google or Bing. Um, so in the background, search engines like Google are crawling the entire internet, finding different articles, websites, finding keywords, um, all this different data that they're basically putting together. So when you go to google.com and you search some random term, it's deciding within a split second what results to show you right at the top. Uh, so here I put an example of that. So if you were to go on to google.com right now, type in how to tie a shoelace, uh, Google has already crawled the entire internet to find the articles that they're gonna show you first. So in this case, it was a four ways to tie your shoe article from WikiHow. Um, and so that's basically how SEO works in practice. Um, Interesting fact here, search engines drive 100% more traffic to sites than social media. So that's crazy to understand, especially for um, you know websites like e-commerce that spend a ton of money running ads through uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. 300% more traffic comes to sites through search. So that's why SEO is so important, but not all businesses focus on it. And there's a main reason here. It's because it's super time consuming to write articles that are SEO friendly. Um, and it also takes longer to see results, right? So if I put up an article, it may not start getting a ton of traction for a month and then maybe two years down the road, it's still getting traction and bringing people to sites. So that leaves us room here for the business idea, which is create an SEO blog writing service with basically a monthly subscription plan. So let's give an example here. An e-commerce brand selling surfboards would definitely benefit from having articles on their website that would attract people that are looking for surfboards. So in this instance, let's say you charge $1,500 a month and then you give them an SEO friendly article that targets those ideal um, people that would be buying or ideal customers that would be buying surfboards uh, once a week so that they can post that and start getting SEO traction. And then if you break this down 1500 times six clients, that's gonna give you $9,000 a month or $108,000 a year. So that's a six figure business right there. Um, just some examples of, of article titles that may make sense in the example I just gave you. Let's say how to choose the right size surfboard. What is the best surfboard material? So these are things that people are that are looking for surfboards are probably typing. So if you can get them to click on your article and come to your website, you're bringing them to the website uh, as customers. Um, so that's definitely something that businesses would pay for. Uh, so how would I get started with this? Uh, so first, obviously you're gonna need to learn the basics of SEO. Uh, the only way that I think you get around this is if you're gonna outsource the entire thing. So you're just gonna focus on getting uh, customers and then you're going to partner with someone that knows SEO um, so that they can do the actual fulfillment of the work. If you're looking at the uh, text version, you can see I included a free SEO course as well. 
Next, I would start out with a website. So I would just go straight into WordPress since that's really the golden standard for blogs and SEO marketers. So get your website up and running. Now you need to go look for customers. You can start with marketplaces like Fiverr and Upwork, or you can go the old fashioned way and just go cold outreach to ideal customers. I like cold outreach a lot just because you're gonna decide on who you're gonna work with more. So if you see some super cool e-commerce brands that you really wanna do work for, let's say you send them a cold email, say, hey, I will do this SEO article for you. I'll do the first one for free if you like it. Um, I just ask that you know you take a shot at me and, and pay me for my next article. So after you can build up a few clients, that's when you could pitch them on saying, hey, instead of doing one-off articles for you, how about you pay me 1500 bucks a month and then I supply you with uh, four articles a month or, or one article a week. You can also leverage, once you get a few big name clients or someone that you could actually put on your site as a use case and say, look, we're doing this work for uh, for this company. Would you be interested in uh, trying out our service? So once you have all that built up um, on your website, that's when, you know, hopefully you'll get some inbound inquiries as well and be able to get customers that way. So I included an example, uh, verblio.io. They're doing something similar to this. So you can basically go on there, type in how many times you want it a month, how many words you want, but then they take your request and put it into their marketplace of writers. So basically any writer can pick that up, uh, get paid whatever you paid. I'm sure there's a big split, like a 50-50 split. That's great. I'm sure that you know it's very efficient for them because they don't actually have to fulfill the articles themselves, but there's a quality control issue there, right? So if you hand it off to any random writer, who knows if it's actually gonna be quality, if it's gonna be SEO optimized. Um, so that's where you, know, you can really have more of a boutique agency and just obviously make sure that the quality is there every time. So the reasons that I really like this business, it's free to start, obviously, besides the cost of the website, but you, know, you can get started without a website to start. It provides a ton of value to businesses and generates direct ROI, right? So you, the businesses are gonna be able to see exactly how many customers are coming through the articles. Uh, obviously it has beautiful monthly recurring revenue, which is awesome, which is what everyone likes about subscription businesses. And then it's also somewhat easy to scale if you wanna start outsourcing the writing of the article so you don't have to fulfill everything yourself. So that's the idea of the week. Let me know what you think. Next up, we actually have a guest post by Joe Dioramo from the My Home Office Hacks Substack. I will let Joe take it from here. A hack for non-designers who want to design. You gotta love platforms like Canva. It gives people who want to design some of their own graphics an alternative to hiring a professional for what would amount to about 10 minutes of work for the designer. There's a great tool to use with Canva and other template-driven sites, and it's called Eyedropper. I first heard of Eyedropper when I designed an ebook using Designer. I had selected a template but wanted the color scheme to match that of my website. The Eyedropper Chrome extension enables you to cursor over any color on your website, select it, and then get the palette number. With this info, you can input the number into whatever software you're using and get that color. Check out the video below where I use it with Canva. Eyedropper can be used with most programs that let you select a color for background or text, even in something like Microsoft Word. If you wanted a specific color for your text, you would select more colors. From the next screen, choose Custom. Follow that by inputting the palette number using the method indicated in the video above. Boom! 
you have the colors you want for your text, border, background, or whatever color you want it. This may not seem like a huge thing. When you're a non-designer trying to design and not annoy your designer friends by asking for help with a project that would take them 10 minutes, it does come in very handy. As always, thank you, Al Gore, for inventing the internet. Sources, Joe DeRamo, My Home Office Hacks, Eyedropper, Designer. And last up here, we got idea number three, $102 million in funding, 500 employees, $600,000 in revenue. This is a quick overview of the fast.co disaster. Uh, so basically, Amazon's patent of the one-click checkout expired five years ago, which has resulted in a huge flood of new one-click checkout startups. Uh, so bolt.com, acquire.app, fast.co, just to name a few of them. The idea is really to provide a one-click checkout experience across the internet, similar to the shopping experience you get on Amazon. So when you go onto Amazon, you want to buy a product. It basically says uh, one-click checkout and you're out. It makes it super easy. You know, the conversion rates go way up just because there's not all that friction of do all this, enter this, enter this, all of that. So what went wrong with Fast.co? So here's a quick background on the series of events that went down. So Dom Holland, the co-founder of Fast.co, really got his first big payday back when he bought the domain name of a major airline for 20 bucks. He went to that airline and threatened to sell their domain to their competitors, and in the end, got them to pay him $1.3 million for that domain. So whether it's not illegal, but I mean, let's think about his character here. So then he creates Australia's Uber for towing, uh, which ultimately fails. They're left with $100,000 debts to all these towing companies. There's legal battles. And then Dom, the founder, goes on to threaten to sell all the driver's license info that he collected, uh, which is obviously very highly illegal and ends up getting stopped by the legal system. Uh, after that, Dom then comes to Silicon Valley, where he hires a Nigerian software development team uh, to build the first version of Fast.co. Uh, once he has this first version, he goes on and raises $100 million from venture capitalists. Once he does that, he abruptly fires the entire Nigerian team. It's said that their Slack just stopped working one day. Uh, they had no more access to emails. Um, and then he takes credit for all of their work of building this first iteration of the product. Um, employees then mentioned that basically Dom went on a spending spree with uh, the $100 million he just raised. He's sponsoring jet skis, race cars. And it's even said that he paid. he had a contract to pay the chain smokers $1 million for an appearance or a show. It ended up getting canceled by COVID, but it was going to happen at one point, a million dollars of money that he just raised. So ultimately fast.co is burning through about $10 million a month and only generating $50,000 a month. In this whole time, they're also you know hiring like crazy, getting up to 500 employees. Uh, when finally this past week on April 5th, fast.co announced they will be closing their doors. This leaves us with a lot of questions, right? So is Dom's shady past, his character, uh, part of the reason that Fast.co failed? I would say probably so. Is this just another failed startup? Because after all, 90% of startups fail, right? So this isn't new 
uh, you know, news to us. Startups fail all the time. This was just super public. And then also, what's Dom going to do, ne do next? I mean, after this failure, his whole shady past coming out, are VCs going to give him money again? Is he going to go on to create another startup? I guess we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, and this story, it really reminds me of Michael Patron. I don't know if you watched the um, Netflix movie that came out. I think it's called uh, Trust No One, something like that. But he's basically a convicted money launderer that keeps finding his way into all these crypto projects. Um, but more on that next week's post. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the newsletter. It comes out every Sunday. And if you like this podcast, please share uh, with your friends. Thanks.